0: Radio The Divine Wedgie with Dr. Matthew Tan. In a course on scripture, students at Campion College cover the wisdom literature of the Old Testament. Whilst acknowledging the philosophical and cultural influences of its neighbours, the course stresses that the wisdom literature of the Old Testament nonetheless exhibits something unique. Whilst the wisdom of the Near East and the Greeks speak of wisdom as an intellectual speculation of the mind, there is a passionate streak that resides within Hebrew notions of wisdom. Take for instance the book of Job. In its search for the answer as to why the innocent suffer, it is Job's friends that provide the kind of intellectualized speculation that is typical of what passes off for wisdom. Job, on the other hand, the one that is deemed to have found wisdom, is not one to hide his anguish, and his version of searching for wisdom is one that is coupled with an almost wanton lashing out at all and sundry, even at God. Consider, for instance, his inquiry into the problem of suffering, which begins in chapter 3, which begins by casting aside all restraint and letting all of his anguish gush forth. The biblical passage goes, quote, in the end it was job who broke the silence and cursed the day of his birth this is what he said perish the day on which i was born and the night that told of a boy conceive may that day be darkness may god on high have no thought for it may no light shine on it may murk and shadow dark as death claim it for their own clouds hang over it eclipse swoop down on it see let obscurity seize on it From the days of the year let it be excluded, Into the reckoning of the months not find its way. And may that night be sterile, devoid of any cries of joy. Let it be cursed by those who curse certain days, And are ready to rouse Leviathan. Dark be the stars of its morning, Let it wait in vain for light, And never see the opening eyes of dawn. Since it would not shut the doors of the womb on me To hide sorrow from my eyes, why was I not still born or why did I not perish as I left the womb why were there knees to receive me breasts for me to suck now I would be lying in peace wrapped in a sleepful slumber with kings and high viziers of earth who have built their dwellings in desolate places or with princes who have quantities of gold and silver cramming their tombs or put away like an abortive child i should not have existed like the little ones that never see the light down there the wicked bustle no more there the weary west prisoners all left in peace hear no more of the shouts of the oppressor High and low are there together, and the slave is free of his master. Why give light to a man of grief? Why give life to those bitter of heart, who long for death that never comes, and hunt for it with more than for buried treasure? They will be glad to see the grave mound, and shout with joy if they reach the tomb. Why give light to one who does not see his way, whom God shuts in all alone? Unquote one ought not to be surprised in this display of raw emotion. For according to the Jewish imagination, wisdom is founded not on human speculation. As Lawrence Boat suggested, it is in the union of one's lot with the sovereignty of God that is the stuff of wisdom. And from the prophets on, we have no way of avoiding the idea that the inner reality of the God of the Hebrews is one marked by passion, whose emotions thrash about and cry out like a woman in travail, as it says in Isaiah chapter 42 verse 14. No surprise then, that the growth in wisdom in a Hebrew register, which applies equally for Christians as well as Jews, is also a growth in affectivity. That was Dr. Matthew Tan with The Divine Wedgie. For more, visit divinewedgie.blogspot.com or cradio.org.au.